Well, hi ho and welcome to the Sam Squared Show. I'm Sam. And I'm Sammy. Hope everyone's having a good time out there on the radio, internet waves. Um, so, let's see. What are you drinking tonight? Um, we're drinking a lager from High Wire uh, called the Aerialist. It's a spring lager, so it's a little bit lighter than... Most normal lagers, um, not as heavy on the caramel, um, kind of like ambery tones. It's a 5.5% made here in Asheville. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good, actually. I'm a big fan of lagers and pilsners and stuff like that. And for a local one, it's really not too bad. Cool. Well, <laughs> um, all right, well... Normally, at this point, we get into farm-type talks and everything else. Uh, we have taken quite a diversion from farming these last uh, couple weeks, and we decided to do some painting on our house. On the inside, not the outside. Um, something we had planned for a long time, and well, I guess it's really the guy going through the ceiling is what kind of spurred us on <laughs> to uh to do it just because everything got covered in dust uh if you want to hear more about that then you can listen to i guess it's the last episode um tell you the whole story there um but yeah like uh how you liking it what do you think it looks like i think it looks great um it's not just the ceilings or the walls we've been doing we've also been doing the ceilings um when we moved in we scraped the popcorn ceiling down because i hate popcorn ceiling yeah you can't uh you can't clean it so we scraped it off but then we just left it um so we're not doing like the best job on the ceiling at all you know um we're really just like mudding it over and then just straight painting it we're not doing like the sanding the double sanding that you're supposed to do in between that or anything. Um, but we don't really care because it's better than it was before. And, um, you know, it, it's been like this, you know, is it was bare for years. So it can be looking kind of bad for a little bit. It still looks way better than it used to. The walls are awesome. The trim's awesome. We're using like bright white on all the trim, so all the colors are popping. It's looking really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, right now we have the bedroom as a, what was that, November foliage, I think was the mm -hmm. color for that. It's a nice kind of light chocolate brown. Um, I don't remember what the living room name of the color was. Exotic Sea. Exotic Sea. Mm-hmm. A uh, nice kind of robin's egg, teal, bright blue situation. And that'll eventually get extended into the, the kitchen. Um, we still have, I guess, about half of the half of the house to go, huh? Yeah, I think we're, we're right at the halfway point. Mm -hmm. I got the craft room painted white with a nice chalkboard wall on one side of it. Good for... Uh, all those crazy what note taking days you can just write a bunch of stuff and attach strings to it and stuff like that. <laughs> We're mm -hmm. getting into like true true crime solving. Um 
So yeah. I guess and if you want to see pictures of any of this, like they are slash will be posted on the blog and they're also on my uh, Instagram. So if you want to see visuals then you can go there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks great, I think. Yeah, I'm super happy about it. The ones, the colors that were in here previously were kind of, I wouldn't say drab, but they were darker. Um, maybe like late 90s, early 2000s kind of kind of colors. Uh, more earth tones, things like that. Um, kind of a burnt orange for the living room, and uh, there were some like like a very pale yellow. Yeah, for the bedroom. For the bedroom, kind of muted, which. I prefer vibrant when it comes to colors. Um, so yeah, it's nice to nice to have a change. Right now, the kitchen is kind of a grayish looking gray blue. Um, it's almost the same color as our trash can. So I don't oh, know, yeah. like if that like wants exactly to, you know, <laughs> if you go into a Lowe's and you see a swing top trash can that's like a gray, that's pretty much the color of the kitchen right now. So. They weren't bad colors to just get a house on and to move into or anything. Like, they could definitely be worse. You know, one time I moved in and it was literally like the living room was like a Pepto-Bismol, like pink and these hideous colors where you're just like, what the, what, what were you thinking? Like, when you did this, you know, which who knows, like anybody who might move in after us is probably like, what were you thinking with this bright blue? Who knows? But. Um, the rest of it, I mean, the bedroom, the November foliage is like a, it's like a milk chocolate, a little bit, kind of like in between milk chocolate and like dark chocolate, um, which is nice, I think, um, you can accessorize easily with it. Yeah, totally. On like the, the curtains and the, the bed and bed sheets and stuff like that, so, um, Blue's nice. It kind of has like a very beachy, um, I don't know, like just beach f- feel to it. Kind of, but kind of not. If it, like, if it was more like sky blue or something, then it would feel more like that. Um, something about this is it's almost to that threshold, but doesn't quite cross it. Um, I don't know. It took us a long time to pick these colors out. Um, not this time, but I know we, every time we go to, went to Lowe's for a while there, we were checking out the paint swatches and trying to just wrap our brains around what the colors we wanted and the curtains we were planning on doing and all this other stuff. Uh, well, you curtains. Well, we, we knew the colors of all the rooms. We decided that it was just like the tones or the shades of the colors or whatever, which we both kind of had like a feeling towards we couldn't really describe it um the curtains i mean we definitely knew when we bought the fabric for the curtains what the general color of the walls would be which is why we picked those um like the fabric for the curtains um but seeing it all come together like that's nice like we you know like we kept going and looking at um, the paint samples and, and the colors that they would put out, it just wasn't, it wasn't what we were looking for at yeah. all. Like there was just, it just wasn't like the shade wasn't right. Yeah. Something. There was a period there where 
I, I guess like every season they change their their color palettes and stuff like that and yeah there was a while there it's just like nothing was appealing for sure but then we walked in one day and i guess like the new um the new shades had rolled out and you know we just walked over there and we were like oh it's this brown and it's this blue and it's this green and it's this yellow and you know it, we we just boop 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 snatched them up and here we are yeah for sure i'm happy about it um it definitely took us a long time like years like i mean we since we bought this house like we knew the kitchen and living room you know were going to be painted blue um we didn't find the blue we were looking for until i'd say i don't know late summer early fall of last year is when we did that mm-hmm so, we just celebrated our three-year anniversary here. So, I mean, it literally took us, like, almost three years to find, like, the shades that we wanted. So, if you are looking to paint your house, I would suggest just, you know, coming up with what you want way in advance. And just keeping your eyes on. Like, every time you go into to Lowe's or to Ace or any place that has, like, paint and stuff like that, you know, uh, check it out. If it's something that you think is close to it snatch it up if it calls to you absolutely put it in the go-to pile and if not you know uh just keep looking i guess yeah it's a patience game same thing as like when you're shopping for anything important just the don't settle until or like immediately just can wait until you know what you want kind of a situation because uh, it's it's worth it whenever you do find what you're looking for um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing work-wise, and it's been a big chunk of our off days this last couple of weeks. Um, update on the Dianthus, though. Everything has grown very, very well, except for the, um, uncovered blocks, which we never actually went back and covered those blocks, but we, um, yeah, those, uh, I think we have one sprout coming out of that. Um, but we also recognize that that might be because those blocks um, we were using the older seed on true. and not the Johnny seeds or whatever so it could just be like the different germination rate and maybe those seeds were you know old and busted or whatever so who knows it's all again like we said before there's too many variables to actually you know uh, come up with the specific reason why something does or doesn't work um until we get a little bit more into it, but so far that's kind of where we're sitting. Yeah, but I mean the ones that are growing are growing real well, so that's kind of cool. That dirt dirt craft organic stuff is really really kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and why you just ordered a uh, larger seed block this time, so like we can just pop those yeah, other ones. Soil block. Yeah. Oh yeah, soil block. Sorry. Yeah, it's another handheld one, but it has these like snapping um, dibbles or divots or something. Um, but it pretty much like you snap those in to the soil blocker. So if you're not transplanting, if you're just seeding directly into these, you can. Or you can snap these uh, dibbles or whatever again, these little like plastic things into it, and it will create the perfect size so we can just like break these um 
like what 20 20 to a block we can just break them apart and like plop them in the the next size up yeah so we had to pay oh excuse me Hmm. we had to pay out the ass again for shipping so that was cool johnny's i mean if you could come up with some different shipping options that would be really awesome yeah that would be (laughs) for sure um we paid like at least ten dollars for shipping and i mean the blocker and the the snap-ins um were like fifty dollars so you know we're paying what ten percent in shipping which uh kind of sucks yeah that's a price gossing situation for sure (laughs) yeah but they're i mean definitely they're like you know it's gonna be here tuesday so and i ordered it uh thursday so it's it is their shipping is fast it's just uh I wish you could have some options on it. Yeah. The flat rate is kind of a killer sometimes. Uh, well, anyway, I got, I mean, is there, oh yeah, um, as far as painting goes, we, like, I personally have done a pretty decent amount of, like, wall painting and stuff like that, um, but we found these nice roller heads and i guess they have a other they have plenty of other products and stuff like that but also some like edging roller heads and all this stuff uh but whiz is the name of the brand um they're a little bit on the pricier side um but totally freaking worth it for sure and sorry to digress back into painting land but um finding these things was really awesome because aside, uh, aside from like coverage and everything every all this stuff we did painting wise was just two coats and we didn't use drop class we um didn't really have to slow down to you know account for uh flinging and stuff like that um and the stuff was like super absorbent the the rollers they held a lot of paint so you can get a pretty good area while you're doing it. Um, yeah, if anybody's looking to like repaint anything, then like check out the Wiz rollers. They're um, they are totally worth it as far as efficiency and everything else. I think they're they're made out of like Microlon or something like that. Um, but yeah, they were they were fantastic as far as ease of paint and everything. Um, we ended up at one point we were out getting some more rollers and uh, I think Lowe's was close. We tried to go to Walmart to see if there was something similar or the same thing. And the generic rollers, the like the old style ones, they weren't nearly as smooth and they flung paint, which was a downside for sure. They had some like off-brand ones that were pretty similar to Wiz and um they work pretty well but i mean there's really there's really nothing like the whiz rollers <laughs> it's like the the difference between you know generic and name brand type stuff um definitely a big big difference um but yeah they're at lowe's that's a good place to get them um let's see so as far as like working in business type stuff then that's uh, kind of it for these last couple of weeks. We've just been 
you know, nose to the grindstone as far as getting the house done and everything. Um, it's still somewhat in shambles, but it's getting there. Um, but let's see. There's uh, some heavy stuff to talk about before we get into lighter stuff. Um, prefer to end on a high note instead of a low note, but uh, it's time for another chicken chat. Uh, these things are <laughs> sometimes it, it seems to be like uh, the bad stuff that happens that we bring up on this podcast. I mean, it's part of owning chickens and everything else, but I think it might have been was it a week ago almost? We lost another one of our flock or another hen from our flock. This was a weird one. Um, not necessarily that we, I don't know. Oh, the, the events leading up to it are strange. And really this, I guess the clues and stuff were also pretty minimal. We came back from work that night, I believe. And let's see, the birds were in places they don't normally roost like i mean as far as chickens go they they always pretty much come back to the same generic area or spot every night when they're wanting to roost aside from derp obviously and this time we had birds from yeah i guess we, we never really even talked too much about sequestering the three um dirt flop and the dominique i know we brought it up a few times but right now they're they're roosting in in a different coop that we had built a long time ago when we first got our original six. And um, that's outside of the fence that we have for the rest of the main flock who have their own coop. And yeah, so that, that night, whenever I was going to put them in, I, it was pretty late that night too. By the time I had actually addressed the birds and everything, they, um, some of the, birds from the main flock were in the side coop and the birds from the side coop were in the dog house where they 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 do sometimes um like hang out there until we move them and then there were two birds that we were missing couldn't find them looked all over the place normally like when birds are missing then they're same concept they're just uh in the spots they normally go to and yeah, this time, no sign of them in any regular place, and no signs of, you know, a struggle or anything like that. Um, all the the birds normally were, when they're, if if like an attack happens or something like that, then usually they're all kind of freaked out, uh, in a way. Um, some sort of stress shows on them, and this time not so much, which was also why we weren't as concerned about it. Because yeah, usually if it, it usually they will kind of convey a cause for concern if they if there is one. Uh, but anyway, so went to bed that night, and I think it was you who woke me up in the yeah you woke me up in the morning with the the bad news. We had you'd found derp, but we lost Athena. Yeah, so Athena is one of our. Um, purebred Americanas. She has a little bit of the leucistic gene, where it's um something sort of sought after as far as um 
coloration. Yes. And it gives them like the, the blue gray kind of steel color, which a lot of breeders like. It's just kind of a genetic aberration where they can't produce a certain pigment or a certain amount of said pigment. And uh, you were the first one out there, so if you want to tell everybody. Well, I just started, um, we had looked at night. I just went out like first thing in the morning to let some of the birds out. And I just started like walking around, like looking, you know, trying to figure out where the other two birds were because um, the main flock was out. I had released the side flock, so at this point, then Derp and Athena should have come and joined them, um, for sure. Uh, Athena should have absolutely joined the main flock, because that's where she, that's her place, you know, and Derp, Derp comes and goes wherever she wants, so. But she would have been out and about at this point, and I couldn't see either one of them, so at this point I was thinking that we had lost both of them, um, and then I started doing, like, my, my chicken noises that I do. And um, I heard, like, some calls. Uh, Derp was on the other side of, like, the fence that separates our property from our neighbor's property. Um, like, not our um, nice neighbors that, like, we get along with and that are kind of, like, in our area and stuff. Like, like way over on the, the neighbors that have, like, the pack of chihuahuas and the Great Dane and stuff. Um so I kind of freaked out and like we don't go over there. Um, I've actually never like gone into their property or anything because like they're, you know, one, it's like not my property. So I try to be a good neighbor and stay on my territory and my animals stay on our territory and everything. Um, but there was definitely, I was hearing a chicken over there and I wanted to get said chicken before all of the dogs came out. So I walked over there and up their driveway and into their yard and everything and like way into their yard way again farther than I've or yeah farther than I've ever been um and I found a soaking wet freaked out derp um couldn't figure out why in the world she was so wet uh like it had been like misty rain and everything but normally like even if chickens are wet on the outside of their feathers and everything like if you dig your fingers into their feathers like the inside of their feathers are still dry um with her then it was just she was soaking wet like there was definitely like I was like oh well I mean something happened I don't know what happened um and again like they don't they don't go over there like that's not their routine or or anything so I was like well shit what's going on so I just I mean I just like snatched her up and brought her back over and then I started expanding my uh search area into their territory and into the you know the property next to them and everything and that's when I found in the drainage ditch just a ton of feathers a ton of feathers um both derps and athenas um Long story short, you know, like, uh, there, there wasn't any skin attached to the feathers at that point, so I knew everything was okay, or I was hoping everything was okay at that point, um, but I still couldn't find Athena, so I just started, again, expanding my search out, and, like, doing, like, broader sweeps, and, um, eventually, like, I worked my way across the road and started going up towards the mountain, and, kept following like the little bit of trail I had occasional feathers stuff like that until like I found the 
the spot where there was like enough um, intestines and feathers with like chunks of skin on it that I knew like that Athena was dead. There's no way that a chicken could survive that. It's just too uh, too chunky. So um, I know we never found the body, um, which is always hard because you always sit there and think that, like, are they just suffering out there somewhere? But again, like at least this time. You know, there is there is intestines and large pieces of inside and there's no way that a chicken could survive that even you know, no matter what. You know, so I mean like she was either dying at that point, like when that wound happened, or well, I mean that, that I don't there is no war, like that that's it. Like that like she was dying at that point. So by the time I found it, like she was definitely dead. Like there was there was no surviving what I saw. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the horrible, horrible Athena death, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, it's, uh, part of owning chickens is everything likes them, and everything wants them, so, uh, it was kind of out of our control at this point, like, it was, like I said, by the time we, I was looking, like, locking the birds up and everything then everybody was scattered to the four winds and it's the that's the biggest part or like biggest mystery part of this is like uh, like i said before usually when there's an attack or something happens then everybody is stressed out uh, you can tell that something went awry somewhere um if it normally if it's a daytime attack yeah like the, yeah. but nighttime like again chickens are so docile at night like you know i mean it, it was in my opinion it was definitely a night attack um how oh, derp yeah. got away who knows maybe she was trying to protect athena because she has kind of taken on some rooster like qualities in like the little flock that she's running so maybe she was trying to do that maybe she was just caught up in all of it maybe athena just followed her to wherever she roosted and derp was like the the bad influence on this thing i mean it you really don't know um how any of it happened it was definitely not in my opinion it was definitely not a daytime attack because if it was like they they the rest of the flock would have would have shown it the next day you know like when previously we talked about hudat getting attacked from an overhead predator um you know they were cautious and nervous for weeks after um this like even derp the next day although again it's hard to judge off of derp because she's not really a normal chicken she she has her own little thing going on but she didn't once like you know once we got her back over like i didn't even you know like i it was a warm day i didn't worry about drying her off or anything i just put her in front of some food and she just started eating and everything was fine like you know um she didn't show any any signs of stress or shock or anything except for the fact that she's missing feathers. So that definitely leads me to believe that it's like a, a, a night attack that, you know, they just react differently to that. So um, also you found some fur on a, on a thorn that you thought was a possum. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the weird part though, is the fact that like, not necessarily attacking, but just where they were, like where, where this had taken place was some, somewhere entirely different than they ever have gone before and um 
with two birds that like one's adventurous the other one doesn't stray very far that's why the only thing that would make sense to me is like something happened during the daytime they kind of scattered and then they didn't quite find their way back or i guess it wouldn't be daytime it'd be right at dusk or something um but they weren't showing any signs of that so for whatever reason they went far away and looks like they just kind of went to sleep on the grass next to the road uh, which is where the possum found them, which I assume it was possum. Like after you had uh, like woken me up and went out to look around and stuff, it's you always have to just build this forensic scene and try to piece together everything that's happened. And yeah, it looked like whenever uh, whatever, like assuming a possum got him, then it was on one side of the road. A scuffle happened, and then Athena probably just gave out before derp did or whatever or the thing attacked her first and then drug her across the road up into this little um this little spot where he could you know chow down or whatever um which is where i happened to find the tuft of fur that there weren't any because of the rain and everything else there were there was like no tracks um tracks are usually the easiest way to identify predators and stuff like that not necessarily eating habits some some eating habits of certain ones are very particular but you know if you just have some feathers and some body parts to go on there's really not much there but um yeah the fur i found i am assuming was possum and the good thing about possum is that they're easier to safeguard against and we've live trapped uh them before and everything so we're familiar with combating them it's uh it's just always the weird outlier days that you know like this where we don't know what happened leading up to it to safeguard against but yeah i mean the good news is everybody else is okay um bad news is we lost another bird so i guess that's our chicken chat uh, another fun one i suppose <laughs> one of these days we'll uh We'll bring a bird into the studio and let everybody hear it, and we'll actually do some bird profiles or whatever. But yeah, um, somber stuff's over. Let's see, the one big fun thing we did was uh, see Captain Marvel on opening weekend. So what are your thoughts on that? I really enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, I love the soundtrack definitely spoke to me um i think i think i told you at one point that you know um i think that they were really trying to speak to me in like the general like uh my age range like female or maybe not even female maybe just like the you know these were all songs that were like you know middle school and high school for me yeah i think the soundtrack resonated with you a little bit more than it did with me um, yeah, I I definitely had memories with every song that they they popped up, you know, like that this was definitely like my what do they call it the formative years or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And you've said like you, you know, we've talked about this a couple times and like you said that even before we saw it then even likened it more to Captain America like the first Captain America of just a there's Marvel is starting the new phase and and they're taking it like more slow 
or like there's the build up like this isn't just a straight up actiony not that there wasn't like wonderful action but it was also kind of like a a less marvel marvel movie um yeah. which was honestly nice after after a lot of the other ones like you know it's kind of nice coming out of a movie and remembering the majority of it and not just like losing so much of the action and being like, oh, and then what happened after that? But then, yeah, and then like, you know, a couple other things happened and suddenly there was this other big fight scene and this and that. Like, like it, it's nicer to see like these slower paced ones, which I shouldn't say slower paced because it was still, it was, it was still like a, like a fast, fast movie, you know, like you jump right into it. It's nothing like a, I don't know, you like, you, you know, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but like she has superhuman abilities right off the bat in this movie, you know, where or how she received these superhuman abilities is still kind of uh, unknown. Yeah. But, you know, like it's it's not like, oh, I'm just this girl. I mean, and then there's like these flashbacks and of, of hers, you know whatever like they're, they're of, of her previous life and this and that so i mean i don't know it's it's not i don't, I don't want to never like classify it as a slow paced movie um it's got more exposition than what we're used to is most of these marvel movies have this all this momentum they've built up behind them especially you know going into infinity war and all that and a lot of the characters first time you see them are within other movies so they can take that establishment and put it on the side for you know times when they actually need it um and focus more on you know the action and the superhero itself or whatever um or if not even like if it's if it hasn't even been like shown in other movies like you know it doesn't really matter who is playing spider-man like we all know spider-man's backstory you know we all know that bruce wayne is batman which I mean, I know that's DC and not Marvel, but I'm just saying it. Like we know, we know Superman. We know, you know, all of these. You know, we know Iron Man. We know all of their stories. We always have, like, even before their like origin, like movie or whatever. You know, we all, even if we didn't exactly know their origin, we knew who they were. You know, with the, with Captain Marvel, like, no one seems to really know who she is. You know, or he, you know, because like the the background of Captain Marvel is really, really up and down. There's been there's been a couple different ones. There's all of this. There's this and that. So, I mean, like, that's another reason why they get to, like, kind of be looser and and just jump into it. Because, like, you know, nobody knows. Like, if you just jumped into, you know, Batman being Batman and, like, let's say it was uh, it was one of the different iterations of Batman, like not being a Bruce Wayne Batman, like a being, you know, like a Thomas Wayne or, uh, you know, that Batman, which is a different timeline or something like that. Like if you jumped into a Thomas Wayne, like Batman and he wasn't Batman and someone suddenly called him Thomas, then like the entire audience would be like, what? Like, no, Bruce Wayne is Batman. But I mean, Thomas Wayne is Batman in, in other, in, other timelines and things like that you know so there would be that pushback there would be that like uh what what the hell is happening moment you know whereas like with captain marvel 
you know, we talked about it previously on this podcast, like Black Canary, like some of the some of these other ones that aren't as um, well known. Like you don't have to. You can gloss over, even though you think it would be different. Even though you think that it would be like these these ones that you don't know this backstory on that you would get more of, but these ones that you really don't know the the backstory on are normally because they're they've been around longer and they have gone through a lot of uh iterations so um, they can't quite you know no one really knows the backstory of captain marvel because there's a lot of backstories to captain marvel so they get to kind of like gloss over it or pick the things that they want to do and have like a less specific um, origin story, but still very powerful one, which is nice as well. Because again, like, you know, like kind of what they did in Spider-Verse with the whole, and for the last time, we're going to explain it, you know, because again, everyone knows Spider-Man's story, even though there are slight changes or for all of the different Spider-Men, that come about but at some point spider-man loses somebody or spider gwen or whoever spider pig or whatever whatever doesn't matter at some point they lose somebody you know like that's not quite how these other ones work so um it's it's nice to see that it's nice to to get a little looser one and one that like you're not really expecting like you not like you're not expecting much but it's it's more of like you don't know what to expect you don't know how they're going to take this super muddy cannon and lay a foundation into the Marvel Universe, you know. So it's nice to see what they did on that. I mean, I, of course, think they nailed it. It's hard for me because I go into movies just looking to enjoy a movie. There's like, you know, like listening to Turbo Sidekicks and listening to the Expendable Opinion and stuff. Like, like listening to these other people go into these movies with not only like um the knowledge that they have but also like the the ability to watch a movie and really watch it and like be looking for all of these different things and looking for this specific stuff and this and that like for me like I when I when I watch movies like I go I go just to like enjoy the ride you know so like I might not have as much um specifics or these grandiose like ideas based off the movie until I watch them a couple time times. But like the first time I watch a movie, I just go in and I'm like, I want to watch the movie and I want to be entertained. And I always am, you know, which is also why I'm very rarely like disappointed in movies. So yeah, I'm about the same way. It's like critics opinions and stuff. Don't really sway me too much because it's all very subjective and, I'm going to experience it in a different way. And that's like half of the fun of the Marvel stuff is I'm not familiar with a lot of the backstory like I am with the DC characters. But I'm willing to, you know, suspend that. Yeah, but what what I'm trying to say is like, like you know, you, you talk with like Kelsey and, um, and Josh, you know, about like, you know, I, I listen to like the Captain Marvel episode of, of TSO and... Like, you guys talking about it and everything, like, you guys are really watching the movie and really, whether you know it or not, you you guys are all critiquing it, like, as you are watching it, you know? And I think, I mean, when when I listen to you guys, then it sounds like you know that you were doing this, like, you are going in almost 
almost with like pen and paper. I mean, you're not, you know, I know because like at least on, on you, like I, I know you're not because like I, I'm there with you. I know you're not taking notes on the movie or anything, but you, you are, you're not, you're, you guys aren't, in my opinion, you guys are not, you're not watching it like as, as just a regular moviegoer, you know, or even someone who is like really into superheroes and stuff like that, but just not like, like you got, you guys, the, like the stuff that you, you pull from it and like the, the things you come up with it and every, like your, your opinions based off of it. Like when you come out of the movie theater, you know, or right when you record an episode or anything, or like when you guys are talking about it, like that, like the way you guys watch a movie versus the way I watch a movie, I've definitely realized listening to TSO and the expendable opinion, then like, it's not, not the way that I watch a movie, you know? I mean, sometimes like when I come out of the movie, I can't even remember some of the big things, you know, I just know that I, I, loved it and it was exciting and I cannot wait to see it again and that there are these things that I might that might have like popped down on me or whatever but it's not like like there there is a different element that is happening when it, you watch the movie versus like when I watch the movie I feel like you're you're looking at movies as more art and I'm looking at it as more entertainment um which isn't isn't any sort. If anything, it's bad on my part that I'm just going in there being like, "Entertain me, woo!" You know, and I'm always entertained and and all of that. But it's it like there's there's definitely a different different element of of when I watch these movies and and you guys do. Like there's, I mean, there there absolutely is. You know, I wouldn't consider that to be a negative thing at all. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I like, like I said, I don't, I like, personally, I don't consider it a negative for me because I tend to enjoy movies more, I think, you know, whereas sometimes like you guys have more like mixed feelings, but like it's, it's again, it's like you, you guys are more like, it's, it's like art critics versus art viewers, which again, like neither way is bad. You know, it's all it's all good. It's all good on the different levels that you're you're at, and you know, it's nice to be entertained by a movie. It's nice to you know be able to watch a movie like twenty times and constantly be entertained by it. It's also nice to like look at a movie and be able to, you know, look at it as art and be, you know, uh, grow from it, um, grow from the viewing, and the reception that you you get from it you know like all all of that like neither way is wrong it's just very very different like and my way is like it's like i'm like a you know it's like it's like a kid in a candy store you know i'm just i'm pumped i'm excited doesn't matter i mean unless it's like i mean i can't even like i honestly i'm trying to think of a movie that i just have like hated in my life and I honestly can't like that's 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 the thing is like I you know like all all different like levels have like these you know it's it's just all different levels like I I've I 
maybe even to this day, like I might own Agent Cody Banks, which is that's what I tell people like when they ask me my opinions on movies and I'm like, listen, I really enjoyed Agent Cody Banks, okay? Like it's not a good movie, you know? Like in the realm of movies, it's not a it's not a classic. It's not it's not like literature. It's not it's it's nothing that is gonna give us anything. I enjoyed it. You know, it was a silly movie that made me laugh and it was Goober, I honestly can't tell you anything about it right now, you know? Um But I'd watch it again right now. Which isn't bad. Like it's just it's just different ways of approaching things. Um and like the world of in in the world and like the fact that we are reviewing these movies, then my voice is definitely like not uh as important because like I love all of the movies. They make they all make me happy. It's a, it's a movie. They're moving things on, like in front of my eyes, and things are doing. You know, these people are doing amazing things. There's whatever. There's magicians. There's you know superheroes. There's wizards. There's uh, you know people stuck on an island and making friends with the volleyball. You know, there's there's everything. Like there's you know there's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There's there's all these movies that are just like never you know like the I don't know, like, like to me, they're they're all awesome because they're just they're just there and they're things to watch and like to take you away from everything else and and it's all just amazing. Like it's still like even even like years and years later, like it's still amazing that we can as humans we can do these things and we can make these these movies and make these things like. I can watch someone be in space and really be like in my heart and in my brain that I'm like, this person is in space. Like when I watch Apollo 13, I'm like, oh God, Tom Hanks is going to die. Like, like I am so nervous about it, you know, even though I've seen it millions of times, I still get nervous. I still, you know, Harry Potter, I'm still like, is he going to win? Is he going to defeat Voldemort? I don't know. You know, until I until I watch like the the series through until I get to the point where Voldemort is defeated, then in my mind, like, even though I've read the books, even though I've watched the movies thousand times, like when I'm doing it, then there's still that like, is it really gonna happen this time? You know? Well, arguably that's a much more fun place to be in. For sure. <laughs> well, I mean it might be, but it also doesn't it doesn't make you uh doesn't give it a lot of uh you know uh depth or anything to like a review it's just like i loved it it was great it was awesome and i was like fabulous like it was great and the music was awesome and i loved it and she was fabulous and all these things you know like it doesn't you know like it's not it's not a good critique or review which i guess is where i'm saying like that my side is is lesser in comparison to like what what you all do which it's you know it's not because i guess like i'm more of like the everyday like person or whatever but um well not even that it's like you you have the ability to suspend your disbelief to actually enjoy a movie for what it is because that's what they're made for is to enjoy them it doesn't matter how outlandish or silly or unbelievable they are like that's that's why they were made like you 
it's nice to not be weighed down by your own opinions and you know just constantly picking stuff apart because you think you would do it better or anything like that you accept it for what it is and you enjoy it for what it is and that's a healthy and great way to approach it it's everybody sees movies differently and everybody's got their own opinions and stuff like that but like your arguably yours is um i would almost say a healthier approach to it um See, I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle where, like, I can, I can nitpick if I want to, but for the most part, I don't really want to, and I do like to just enjoy it for the ride. Um, And then there's other people that just can't accept a movie if it if there's like one piece of information or one, I don't know. Like, I couldn't imagine being a scientist and watching a space movie or something like that. Like, I would that would be terrible because. Or like at least if I couldn't separate the, you know, reality for what it is, you know, um, seeing this, just seeing a space movie and like them breaking real physics and stuff like that, and knowing that like, that's not how the world works, could be maddening for some people. But I mean, it's much more like otherwise. Like, why would you go to a movie if that's the thing? Like, you're gonna be fixated on. I like, you, it's nicer to be fixated on having fun with it than you know just like trying to trying to break that the whole point of a movie is like to suspend your disbelief and if you can't suspend your disbelief just to enjoy yourself and enjoy what's in front of you then that's not great <laughs> it's not really bad like it, I don't know, like I said, everybody everybody enjoys movies differently and that's not it's not a negative to be a hardcore critic. Um that's just how you enjoy watching movies because otherwise like why would they keep going and watching these movies? Like they are getting enjoyment out of it, which is fine, but um I don't know. It's I don't really know what I'm getting at aside from just everybody consumes media differently, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, like, I know there's probably people out there who might envy your position. Um, I'm somewhere I don't know. in the middle. I guess, like, <laughs> like, for me, it's just, it's just hard because, again, like, I'll listen to everyone just, you know, talking about all of these specifics and everything and things and I'm like, oh, I never even like thought on to that, you know, or maybe not, you know, because I only saw it once this time or whatever, you know, or or back and forth or I don't know. Like for me, it's just like it makes like when people like, oh, you know, what's your opinion on this? Then, you know, I'm like, I loved it. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because it was fun. You know, and I enjoyed it, and it was great, and whatever. And then, like, then there's just this litany of of everything, of of you know, of of just like picking it apart, and not like I never until I see a movie like over and and normally, like I said, normally even if I watch a movie like you know ten times, like I never I never get to that point of where I'm like literally picking apart the only. The closest I've ever come is like when the Harry Potters were coming out. Because 
by that time, I had already read the books so many times. And, you know, I mean, we can we can all say, like, the first, definitely the first one and two were, they were fabulous and they still are, but they were also lacking in, like, things that they left out and stuff like that. Like, that, that's the closest I've ever come to, like, being, like, a, a critic about it, you know. Um, and some, I even remember, like, when I, like, left the theater being, like, I didn't like that movie, you know. But now, like, it doesn't matter. I love all of them. Because like they're not they're not the books and they're a different different type of thing or whatever, but but like just just that and then like listening to how people can do it to to everything, you know, or like breaking down trailers and stuff like that where I can't do that. You know, like I watch a trailer and I'm like, I'm gonna need to watch this like ten more times before I can even like process what is actually happening besides me being like Yeah, like when the new are... like end game trailer come out can't or came out like there's all these oh well this is going to this and this is going to this and I'm like okay it literally came out like an hour ago and all of these stories are already on about it and like I watched it and was just like yes like freaking out just excited and pumped and then being like in the time it took me to just get like hooray level, then you guys have already torn the entire fucking like trailer apart and have gone to like these other different levels and and everything from like, you know, there's there's this there's one article that came across my newsfeed that was like the timeline based off of Black Widow's hair. You know, and because of her the color and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? Like, you got, like, I mean, yeah, I know that these people are paid to this or whatever, but still, like, like, what, like, where is that, where, where does that, like, skip up happen? You know, where does it become, like, a, you know, like, when, I forget what Kelsey was talking about on TSO, but... He was talking about, like, you know, he went into this movie and he could barely even enjoy it because he had all of these other thoughts going on in his head. And I'm just like. That was Rogue One. I think, like, how how of... do you even. How do you even get to that point? You know, and like, like, and I'm I'm a fan, you know, and if it was Star Wars, especially because that is something that is that is something that I did grow up with and I do have that. And how do you get like to that that next level, you know? And well, like when you hear him talk about it, then it it does kind of seem like a negative, you know, maybe he wishes he was in my position where I can just let all of it go and just enjoy it, you know? But then like in my position, I'm like Am I just like a fucking idiot because I don't see any of the stuff or I don't think about any of the stuff that he's thinking about? I just literally go in like a three-year-old be like, popcorn, movie, yay. You know, like, like it's kind of maddening. Also kind of makes me want to not listen to anything that anyone ever says because it also makes me think that like everything I'm doing is just like a, like, like an idiot. You know, like just, just dumb, just fucking dumb. Well, not even close. Like you're, 
that doesn't change anything about or like doesn't imply anything about your intelligence or any well, of that. Well, I mean, doesn't I it? I mean, I don't know. It does. It does. Like, you have to make the parallel between like you know, like my reaction to a movie and their reaction, or like you know, yours and his and Scott's and you know, Josh and all of them. Like, you have to, you have to make the the comparison between like. Intelligence just because of like the the way that they're viewing it, like they're they're like you can't say that it's not like a lower form of viewing entertainment because it is like it is like you, like I should be like this is like movies are art, entertainment is art. I should be going into them looking at it like that, and I don't, you know. It's not a necessity. I mean, that's that's not what they're trying to... Like, some movies are trying to come across as, like, art pieces, but for the most part, they're not trying to do that. And... But shouldn't they? You know? I, I mean, know, like, that's, like, like, like that, that's where I'm getting is, like, the, the whole... Most spiraling back to, like, this is, you know... You know, are books dumber because the people who read them are dumber you know like are movies not as intellectual because the people who view them the majority aren't intellectual you know like i just keep thinking about all of the letters like my dad got about his books that he wrote of being like we're not going to publish your book because it is above the reading level of our audience you know, and he would say, well, aren't you trying to raise the reading level, the, the intellect of your audience? And the, the resounding answer was, no, you're not. You're trying, you know, you're trying to go for mass appeal, you know, so shouldn't I be like going into these movies, not just for entertainment, but viewing them more as art and looking for more of the things that you guys not only look for, but like easily look for, like that, like I don't know. It's 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 a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole uh, it's like society and and what you want to be and all of that. Like it's all it's all. I mean, I I know that it's fine just to like read fiction and be fine with reading fiction and then it's fine to read nonfiction and it's fine to like read fiction that's gonna like broaden your your horizon. Like I mean I get all of that, but it's just like like in the like when you take like ten steps back and like really like am I like offering any sort of like like is your like is my opinion valid, I guess. Like is is there is there like and if we say it is solely because I have an opinion, then, I mean, where does that take you, you know? You know, then the, then what? Just because someone has an opinion on something, then that makes that opinion valid? Well, everybody's entitled to their own. Well, um, there there's a difference between being entitled to your opinion and having a valid opinion, at least in my opinion, you know? <laughs> Like, everybody, yeah, everybody gets to have their own opinion, you know, but if your opinion is going to be valid, if it's going to be something that other people 
react to and respect, then you need to have something behind that. You know, like there has to be, there has to be something, you know, because like there are people out there that think that Nazis are great, you know, and that is their opinion. In my mind, that is not a valid opinion because it's, it's, it's wrong and not valid because Nazis are bad, you know? Now, yeah, they are entitled to that opinion, but, like, where entitlement and validity, like, where where does that line fall? Like, with me saying, and this is a very, very intense and and broad analogy I'm going to, about to make, but it's like, is my just loving all of these movies, you know, because I love the entertainment of it. Like, does that, like, you know, is that, is that, like, I'm entitled to that opinion, but I don't think that, like, there's the validity behind it. You know, like, I'm, I'm more on, well, I'm not even going to say that because, like, I can't even, I can't even bring myself to say it. But it's, it's like, uh, you know, again, like, like, yeah, people, people can, you know, people can think that Nazis are great. And that they are entitled to that opinion. It is not a valid opinion, you know. Is my liking just all the movies? I'm entitled to that opinion, but it doesn't, it's not a valid opinion, you know. I guess it's not an analogy, that's a simile, but. You know, like where, where does, where does that all, all come into play, you know. Am I even allowed to like talk about these movies or anything? Because I have like nothing to, to make my opinion valid. It's just it's just entitlement, you know. Okay. Well, for one thing, the uh, the all the people you mentioned that are on these podcasts that you listen to, they are all very steeped in like this lore and this. Like most of them work within entertainment, but they right. like we're all designers and stuff like that. Like it's so they have they have trained to do that. Not right. Necessarily. So they have they're, like they're not. It's not inherent, is what I'm saying. Like they they have been honed to look for this stuff, and which makes it valid. Not necessarily. I mean, like if somebody who came across like this conversation we're having and had or at least like a, a movie you had talked about what did we what did we talk about last time like ant-man wasp or something like if they have if they are in the same shoes you are that resonates with them that doesn't mean that they are that if you're saying your opinion is is moot because of like not i don't know what it's because you don't have anything to back it up aside from like it was an enjoyable ride then you're saying all of their opinions about it were moot as well like there you can connect with people who are on the same it's not it's not a level but they're, they're on the same like mental plane as you as far as like approaching this medium it's not it doesn't make your opinion invalid that you don't think about the same stuff we do like you're still thinking and engaging with the movie like that's that's what it's there for so if you're getting enjoyment out of it then like that's a good thing and there's somebody out there who will agree with you whatever you say about it like there i don't know i i don't want to 
I don't I don't like hearing you say that it's pointless for you. Like that's that's absolutely well, not I, true. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say I guess like my my emotion is more of like an emotional response versus an opinion. You know, Which I is fe- great. Like that's the whole point of them to to be there is to elicit emotional responses. Like that's why there's horror movies, that's why there's romantic comedies and romances and war movies. They are trying to pull that out of you. And if they're doing that to you, then that's like all the better for you going to that movie to enjoy that. It's getting you out of your out of your comfort zone, out of something you wouldn't normally experience within your life. And if you're more emotionally connected to that, that makes it stronger for you. If we are more thinking of it separated and trying to analyze it and pick it apart, that is less emotionally connected, which could arguably is like the same opposite point that you're talking about. Like it could make us less valid because we are trying to break it down on like the production side of it. And like, we're talking about like, well, the CG wasn't believable or, Oh, that's kind of bad writing or whatever. Like that's, that comes down to process. But if you, if you're getting scared at a movie, or if you're getting excited at a movie that you are, they're connecting on a deeper level. So that is good. You know, like it's, it does not make your opinion less valid because you're not breaking down process. It's, it's two separate things, process and emotion and how you experience like art is there to be experienced, not to be like contemplated on how it got there. It's there to enjoy it for what it is. And that's arguably that's better. Like that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to approach it. (laughs) So I don't know. On my side, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't feel like it, like that's how I should be. I just like, you know, like I come out of it and I, you know, I listen to people talk about these things. I'm just like, I didn't, I never even thought about that or I never even, you know, I never even went there. I never even, you know, like for me, it was just like, I'm, you know, like it's a superhero and like they're kicking ass and like saving the day and saving the world, you know, and then they're going off to do the same thing somewhere else. And like, that's, that's kind of like just like where it is or whatever. So I don't, I don't know. You but know. that's why we have these like stories constantly. They're always the same. Like the good guy always wins, and like some something crazy happens where they may or may not win. Like we enjoy tropes for a reason. I mean, that's why that's why we have this medium. That's why we have like books and stuff. They're all the kind of the same. They're 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 there to elicit emotion and you know break yourself from reality. Um. Well, I guess, like, at the end, it's just, like, I wish I had more to say than, like, I really liked it, and I felt empowered, and I thought she was fabulous, and Which I loved the true. soundtrack, <laughs> and, you know, um, yeah, and that's it. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I wish I had more, you know, for all of that, but... When it, and and not just not just specifically Captain Marvel or anything, but just like in general, you know, I wish I that because I feel like eventually people are gonna get tired of me saying the same thing and being like I loved it, but I I always love it, I always do. 
Yeah, but that's you know? why we work good as like a team. We've always been. We're not opposites. Like I don't know if like opposites attract or whatever. Like sometimes I think that's like kind of a self-destructive thing. But we we have strengths where at least between us, like our relationship or whatever. Like we're getting off topic, but like we have strengths where the other person. I wouldn't necessarily call them weaknesses, but like we fill each other's voids as far as like personality and perception. And it's about the same for movies. Like I, I enjoy picking them apart as much as I enjoy just shutting off and watching them and having fun. Like I still love the Transformers series. Like it's effing terrible as far as movies go, but I love going along for that ride because oh, yeah. it's giant robots fighting. Like how could you not? How could you not love that? Like um, the Mask of Zorro, not a good movie. No, but I mean that's like. <laughs> I love it. Thing, like, I'll watch it right it, now. <laughs> but I can I can react to it and talk about process and stuff, and you can counterpoint that and like tell me how you felt about said process. Like it's it's a good dynamic. It's not, and that's kind of the whole point, right? Like if a uh, if you don't see it the same way as somebody else, then it's there to talk about to compare opinions and differences and all that stuff like that's that's what it's that's what art is there for is to create dialogue and because you have one side of it that doesn't mean it's incomplete um that just means it opens you up for you know getting to know someone better (laughs) um yeah so I don't know. I, I hope I made you feel better. <laughs> like you sounded so defeatist for a second. I didn't want. To, I well, I just don't want everyone <laughs> to think like that. I'm a total like idiot. You're you not. know, like I do. Like <laughs> You're I'm smart. Such an intelligent person. <laughs> <I'm> smart. <laughs> and I can like if I you know if I if I go in. I mean, again, granted, like movies and TVs aren't like my strong point on like critiques. Like if if we need to you know, critique a book. I'm much, I'm much better at that, you know. Again, I've had more practice and yeah, I like that I was like in raised that, like. in in like, you know, critiquing uh, you know, like like Earth's of Wrath and and um you know, all sorts of like Faulkner and, you know, I mean e- even even you know, the outsiders and stuff like that, then I, I can tell you all sorts of things that are happening in there and like the, the way literature plays out. And I um, could not do that for you. Like, I mean, or like in place of you, I can't. Although I'm out of practice, I won't lie to anyone, <laughs> especially if any of my English teachers are listening, which I'm sure you're not. But um, Mr. Charles Ellen Mogan, do not um, like rain hell down upon me because like the next book I read, then, you know, if I, if I f- even fucking finish it, <laughs> then, you know, I don't, I don't critique it well or anything like that. But, like, I'm definitely more confident in, in those realms, you know, versus, like, visually. I'm just like, this is pretty. And I like it. <laughs> I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I just, like, turned into, like, a child, you know, which, I mean, again, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about that or anything. Like, I like, like, I mean, it's the same reason why I can watch Futurama nonstop or Adventure Time or or any of these shows, you know, or it's the same reason why I've I've had like even outside of what we're talking about, like musically, like it's the same reason I can have the same C D in my car for you know, I think it's going on two years now. And I don't get tired of listening to it. 
you know, because there's like I'm never critiquing it. I'm never thinking anything about anything except just like I like this and I like singing it out and it's nice and it makes me feel good. <laughs> and that's it. You know, like I've had the Lady Gaga like Joanne CD in my car for for at least two years, you know. And and I don't I like like I don't know. I guess I guess that's I've always felt like it was like a like a flaw of mine of of no, you should just never, constantly being yeah. able to repeat these things over and over and over again like even I mean and again even with like books like I I tend to read these same books over and over again like when I read because even if there's a new book that I want to read then sometimes I'm like no I'm just going to fall back on this book I know where I know what feelings is going to elicit and I know where we're going to go I know what morals I know I know, I know how all of this is going to play out, you know, like it, like a lot of times I just like the consistency and, and everything. And, uh, I don't know, but then like I all, I get, I get like embarrassed, like, you know, talking to musical people. Cause like, I like all different kinds of music. I, I enjoy all different kinds of music, you know, but again, like most of the time, like when I tell someone who is, a musician or something that I've had the same CD in my car for, you know, almost two years now, then like the look I get, it's just like, are you kidding? Like, how can you, yeah, but that's on them. That's that? not on you. Like you know? that's on them for being, for not seeing it from your side. Like that's, that's their far, fault entirely. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm also saying like, you know, again, shouldn't it, shouldn't we, and, and, and I don't know, like when when I when I start going down this path, then I also start reminding myself that like I'm pushing myself in different areas, you know, like I'm I'm learning all of the stuff about farming, and I like to tell myself, and whether it's true or not, is like um, you can only take in so much new information at a time. So if I'm if I'm focusing on all of this like different farm stuff, this uh, you know mutual and stock information, this different budget stuff, this. All, all the different things that I'm trying to do differently in in the business and our financial side of it, then I can cut myself some slack on uh, everything else and not want to or watch anything new <laughs> or read anything new or anything like that outside of, you know, again, like the, the farm and finance side of it. Um, and it's okay to just like let those be like comfort zones and everything but it is okay but, i mean that's i mean right it is it is like... and it and it is but but i don't know is it like shouldn't shouldn't i be pushing myself in in all of my different areas to be better at everything instead of just like a couple different things well everybody has their limit i mean and that's the thing too you're not shutting yourself off from all new experiences when it comes to this medium and stuff like that you still listen to new music and you still see new movies and watch new tv shows we talked about umbrella academy on the last one like it's but it's normally only if like some if it has been um given to me i'm not searching these things out you know so i don't know like i feel like it should i feel like it should be you know um i feel like it should be like this balanced circle and right now i'm hitting like a 
are like like a, a slow like spiral out. You know, so like if you if you have like these, if you have a circle or a pie graph, there we go. If you have a pie graph where it's like you know finances and um, the you know uh, literature and music and um, all all the different things that that happen in your life, cleaning and um, whatever, farming and, and and all these all these different little chunks that that make you who you are, you know. It should be that you are slowly spiraling out and slowly expanding yourself equally in all of these categories. You know, because that, that again, we've always said it's all about balance. It's all about, like, making, making that happen, you know, to where eventually you're this huge, amazing, like, renaissance, fabulous person who is just, Oh my gosh, like amazing. And we haven't even gone into it, you know, like politics and current affairs and, and all, all of the other stuff that's happening out in there that we're just going to skip over because I don't want to talk about that bullshit because that's just all sad. So, but like you're supposed to, you're supposed to be like keeping all this stuff balanced. And I feel like I'm just like, you know, TikToking back and forth between like the, this, like, I mean, saying it like a generously like maybe you know 15% of this pie graph that I'm like I'm I'm tiktoking back and forth and extending myself in this 15% and this other stuff I'm still just like doing these little nubs the same the same path I'm not I'm not extending you know so it's like where I don't know I don't know, like where, where, where do you go from there? Like when, once you realize that 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 is what you're doing, which I definitely think that it is what I am doing, then like what? I barely have enough like time and energy to to extend myself out in this like, you know, tiny little chunk of my pie graph. How am I supposed to like keep going? But also like, how am I not supposed to keep going on all of this? You know, how am I not supposed to keep pushing out into all these other things and and you know, like, I, like, do I, you know, do I like, uh, music more than this, you know, or do I like, uh, cooking more than finances, you know, like, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, why, why am I TikToking back and forth versus spiraling out and becoming, like, this amazing, human you know like why why am i not reaching my full potential so i guess bottom line you don't think you <laughs> i don't even know what it, like i don't even want to hazard a guess at what you think your percentage of a full potential is but i, I mean know. definitely maybe 100. that's just like being a <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> well definitely 100 percent is the full potential well yeah but like of what you are now like I, that's what i'm saying oh my gosh well, i mean i don't know i think that, that i like like meander that. around like two or three percent of what i could false. possibly be doing this is the other thing too is like this is introspective and like that's a lot of where your drive comes from and i admire that drive a lot um, it's not something that I have in spades like you do. Um, I attach onto things that I enjoy, and I just kind of 
let that thing grow or die however much it wants to but i'm a very different like brain oriented person than you it's it's just it's just we're all different is the thing um and that doesn't make you a weaker or lesser person and I mean, like, like I, know, I can't thank I you enough that. for like, all this, like all the work all you've it. been doing and all the right brain you've been stressing, like, like putting emphasis on and everything. Like it's, it's huge for us and our situation. And like, I, I can't thank you enough for that. Cause that, that is beyond my wheelhouse. And if well, I, all, if like, I could like take it in, hone it and everything, which I could, but it would just be a huge waste of time to get there. Um. Then I, I I would, but I don't see that as a shortcoming for me because I have strengths in other places. Um. Well, yeah, I think I think honestly, like that's that's my problem is like I I just go back and forth so much between like wanting to be this perfectly balanced Renaissance person versus also knowing that like it is better in in a lot of cases to specialize you know your knowledge and to pick that but it's like it's again like how like and i don't know i guess i do i do over the course of my life like i do i do pick these things you know to to get better at or not get better at you know like i mean obviously like i got better at knitting i i you know i focused you know even just recently i got you know i i leveled up on like embroidery and stuff yeah you know but but i think for me is like it's this it's it's just i want to be so balanced in every single category and well i'm not even balanced like i mean we're just gonna be honest like i want to be really good at all of the categories you know whereas like you know where your strengths lie and where they don't lie, you know, and like me, if it's something that like, you know, like music is a good example for me because I'm not like I have taken piano lessons. This is the only lessons I've taken. Um, I used to sing years ago. Um, I was a high soprano. If anyone's interested, I used to sing in choir um, with my school. It was great. But then I stopped singing and years and all sorts of stuff changed all of that, you know, but it's like music I can enjoy music and everything but like I know that music is something that I'm never really going to get into as like a performer as like a musician or something like that like doesn't matter you know beyond vocals then I know for certain that I am not a musician you know like I've I've tried playing piano my poor piano instructor I'm sorry um all of that you know, but but it's like there's still part of me that honestly believes if I just put a little bit more effort into it, <laughs> that maybe I could be a good musician, <laughs> you know, and I just haven't tried hard enough and I didn't have like the the drive or the whatever, you know, like that's, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's the same thing for me. I played bass for like two years and... I was terrible at it, but I wanted so bad to be good at it because I was having fun with it. And, you know, I was like late teens or whatever. Like, I, like, 
I still had the chance to maybe hook up with some random people and get in a band, which I don't think I would ever get on stage because I'm such a, uh, it's just like crowds scare me. So, um, but that's the thing. Like it's the only reason I stopped playing bass, uh, was because it was stolen from me a long time ago. Uh, but at that, at the same time, like it, at, by the time it was stolen, then I was already on the downslide. Like, I feel like I had hit my potential and regardless of how much effort I put into it, um, I was never going to get better except for, you know, if I had spent 10, you know, the whole 10,000 hour thing, then if I had done that, then maybe, but that's a maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like you say like the things about like, you know, like I, um, like what you just said about like the, the right brain stuff and, and like, you don't do that. Like, like, how do you know, like, how is it that you don't know that you have that? You know, like for me, for me, like I really like, like when I think about anything, I'm like, if I just, if I could, com- if I could commit or if I, or not even if I could, like if I did commit to this in my brain, then I literally think, and, and I guess it's just like that, you know, we all say that, you know, they say that we all have like that one of the, you know, fatal flaws, you know, like in Greek mythology and everything, like all heroes have like their one flaw, you know, so I guess mine is like my ego or whatever of thinking like, I literally think that if I could focus on one thing and be passionate enough about that one thing that I would be amazing at it, whatever, whatever it is, like, and it doesn't matter, like, in my mind, it's like, but you would, it's just like, it's the, it's that graph of, like, time versus, like, everything else going on in your life, like, if you did spend, if you devoted yourself entirely to that, you could do it, but then everything else around you atrophies, that's why, like, trying to hit this perfect center point if you're literally balancing everything to the utmost, then nothing's going to get perfected beyond a certain point. Does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, logically, yes. <laughs> emotionally, absolutely not. Well, yeah, it's it's sucky like emotionally, to, like, I'm like no, ignite, yeah, <laughs> I'm like no, because like if I perfectly balance everything, then I can perfectly balance everything to perfection. You know, like I can get good enough at everything to be amazing at everything well that's a feedback loop though (laughs) those are always dangerous (laughs) but i mean you say it's a feedback loop how is that a bad thing (laughs) if it's but it's like how do you know like how do you know how do you say like how do you say that you're not like that you don't you don't have that how do you how do you do that how do you do it i ultimately don't know and that's the thing too is like i know i'm strong i i I can learn things quickly and it's just like it's just where i focus my efforts i suppose like i honestly i can't tell you and this is just me too like we're just two different people yeah but you are the most balanced person i've ever met in my life (laughs) which is probably like why our relationship works and 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 all of that as well because like you like i said like that is like i just want like that amazing balance and like you you I'm have it somehow <laughs> no you are you are because like it's 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 there like i see it i see it every day like you you are balanced in in all of it and even if you're 
even if you're not balanced in like let's say like you know let's let's pick something let's pick two things um okay so you're not the best violin player or the best uh, I don't know um stonemason I don't know why those you know I don't know kind of like artistic and you know handsy but they're both still kind of handsy like they're still kind of like like things involved in there like an mm-hmm. artistry or whatever you know like you're not you're not balancing in, in you know in the fact that you're the best on either one of those you know or the worst but how are you okay with not pursuing any of that? or like, not or I don't know I don't know I think I don't think that like I'm doing a very good job of explaining <laughs> like what what I want from you is like is like you but, but even though I I think this is pointed even though you're not the best violinist or the best like stonemason it doesn't bother you like you never you never think about it you know like I literally think sometimes about like why am I not playing you know first chair violin in in a symphony you know like I think about that just like randomly and not like not like a you know randomly like once a year randomly like it comes up a lot in my head of like why am I not first chair in an orchestra in some sort of instrument? It might not be violin or something like that, but something like I think about that, you know, or why am I not, you know, really good at, at like, again, um, maybe not stonemason. I don't think that one's ever come up, but like, why can't I just build things? I know I've thought that frequently, you know, I get how it all works. I get like the, I understand. I've read how to use the machines. I've, 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 I've read about the tools. I've read about the angles. I've read about everything that you're supposed to do about it. I've read how easy it's supposed to be, and yet I can't do it, you know, or I haven't done it. And like thinking about doing it, just like you know, or like oh, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go build a built bookshelf. You know, like we need bookshelves. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I can just build a bookshelf. And I'm like, no, there's no way. And then the other side of me is like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Like, you've read all of this stuff and you have it all. You have it all there. And you get it and you understand it. You understand how to make angles. You understand how to make things like straight and all of this kind of stuff. You get all of the, all of the like directions of how to build a bookcase. But you are never going to build a bookcase. And I know I'm never going to build a bookcase. Like, I know it. I know it. I need one. I I have probably even like the supplies to do it and I still am not going to do it because like I don't really think I can do it. And then there's just like a freak out thing that happens. And then there's that and then there's 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 all these other these <laughs> these other things and I feel really bad about talking about all of this on the podcast. Sorry all of our listeners. I'm going super super deep on all this shit but it's like it's like really like where where does i don't know like where where does all of that come from all of what all of all of it (laughs) you know how can you be so balanced how can you be like okay i'm never gonna be first chair violin in orchestra 
And I literally think about it frequently. Like like I said, frequently I think about it. How How is that okay? Even though I've never had a violin, I've never even tried to play one. You know, like how, and, and still I think about it and being like, oh, if only I tried, like this is where I could be and I could do it, you know? And, and how am I like all like, like there and stressing out about, about the fact that I'm never, I've never been first chair violin when I've never even held a violin or tried to play it. And you're just like, it's cool. Honestly, I, I don't, I don't know what to say aside from maybe different genetics or upbringing or something like that. I, all I've ever really tried to do is try to be happy and try to see things from every possible angle, and that's all I've really ever done. I, like I'm. I don't know. Like, it, it, I have regrets and stuff like that, sure. Like, it's... There are things that I dwell on, obviously, but, like... I... I couldn't tell you how I let things go. Aside from, like, maybe it's something I taught myself how to do a long-ass time ago, and it's just become inherent to me. Um, or... I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't... I, I, well, definitely I don't, don't have apologize an for you. I'm sorry. Like that's <laughs> no. I think like but the that's a huge that deal. Like it just sounds like <laughs> that's like I, I'm sorry. Like I, I really want to help you out and give you an answer, but like I, I can't. I'm just different. I guess I don't. I don't know. Well, it's not like again. It's not. I mean, it's definitely like it's nothing that like you should apologize for or anything like that because it's not like um. Yeah, number one, like you're not you're not in my brain. Like you don't have the same like brain chemicals and and all the things that I do, you know. And and obviously, I can barely explain like what's happening in there. So how are you even able to understand? I mean, I I give you props for for understanding a little bit of like that I've thrown out there, you know. So it's not it's not your fault. And like again, you don't even know your brain chemistry or anything so like how it's it's nothing of what i'm asking is is like fair questions it's more of just like rhetorical like just uh just i don't know like just just all the things that you know you wind up thinking about and i also feel like i've been very disconjoined and like when we when we go back and listen to this i'm gonna sound like a fucking crazy person um no, it's Which, been an, it's been a natural yeah. progression into this. Right. We, well, honestly, it's been pretty logical, but yeah, I guess uh, that's our review of Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Um, Succinctly, let's just wrap it up. Which I'm is just fine. Let I'm actually everything like, else go. I loved it. I freaked out about the um, soundtrack. I listened to it right away. Um, and it's not as powerful as like the Spider Verse soundtrack, which I still listen to, um, solely because it's all like covers. It's nothing new or anything like that. But like again, like if you are a thirty-four-year-old female, um, 
or male, honestly, anywhere in that like age age range, anywhere a couple years earlier, later, whatever, like you're gonna love the music. You're gonna have a lot of really strong memories towards it, which was great. Like that I haven't had like that emotional reaction in a long time. Um, it's great. She's powerful. There are some lines in it. I don't want to spoil stuff for you, but I was just like, fuck yeah. I loved it. It wasn't as um weighty as, you know, Infinity Wars, of course. <laughs> Fucking Infinity Wars. Um fuck that. I really liked how they dropped the the trailer for the new trailer for Endgame after Captain Marvel came out. Because there was that other little bit of her being in there. Right. And um I meant to bring this up earlier too. I read this article about like the ranking of Marvel um it didn't even matter about heroes or villains. It was just like the ranking of Marvel characters, like the power beings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in this because they put Thor over Captain Marvel, um, which I'm interested about. I mean, I like, I again, I don't know a whole lot about Captain Marvel. Um, I can the way it's probably being, elaborate on that if you're interested, but we don't. Have well, to do I think it it's here. like, I mean, I think it's be, you know, in my opinion. You know, um, Thor is a god, and he is constantly tapping more into his powers. And the fact that Odin, um, spoilers, um, that Odin died, you know, in Ragnarok, then uh, he should be gaining even more powers after that, being like, you know, the firstborn and everything, you know, then I feel like he should, he should get more and... Everything he has able to that. Yeah, you pretty much. But um, but you know, Captain Marvel did just like literally. Um. Well, you know, I'm, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. So, um, Captain Marvel did her thing, you know, by flying vertically, horizontally, or whatever, just flying through some stuff. Then I mean, boo. So she's pretty intense too, and she is literally like their savior. But it's also like maybe like uh, Thor has lost some of his abilities because of his, you know, his mishap in uh, Infinity Wars. You know, maybe that like with gods, like a lot of their power comes from like their ego and like their thought process. And that I at least know that from like Greek mythology and stuff like. Anytime, like, a god gets down on themselves and their power diminishes, you know, so, like, maybe he's all like, ooh, you know, I should have gone for the head, which, I mean, duh, you should, you should always go for the goddamn head. Come on, Thor. But whatever, you know, so then maybe he's just like, oh, you know, I should have gone for the head, and then he gets all, like, you know, poly pissy pants, and his powers diminish, and which makes her the savior, whatever, who knows, who knows how all of this shit's going to play out. But I really, again, I really loved how they dropped the new trailer with her in it after, you know, Captain Marvel came out. And I don't know, like that was really nice. I enjoyed, I, the, the new trailer was great. Just like a, huh. And then that end scene with them all in the white and like red uniforms and right, it was white and red. And they're like walking, and then like Tony's there, and Gamora, and oh no, I'm sorry, not Gamora. Damn it, 
Nebula. Nebula, thank you. Uh, Tony and Nebula are there, so obviously he doesn't just die out with his fucking like helmet. <laughs> so how does he get home? <laughs> well, also, how is he out there with his helmet and not with Nebula and Rocket? And then gets home without them. But then with them, how does all of that happen? I'm so interested. But anyway, um, apologies for making this uh, episode super heavy. Intellectually, I th- feel like I went on like like a super, super fucking like Debbie Downer spiral. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. I mean, ultimately, that's what I want this podcast to be. It would be something more deep. But, I don't know. We had other stuff we could talk about, but I guess it's probably a good time to end it, huh? Uh, get ourselves some hot dogs or something. Um, me and you <laughs> can talk more about all of these existential crises. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm I've got, I've got no problem. Shit, like, you are not. Don't even, <laughs> don't even play. <laughs> all I am is like some like stupid fucking computer. No. <laughs> It's not true. Everybody's got their... (laughs) Everybody has reasons that they hate themselves, and that is okay. Just never commit suicide. That is true. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. You can find your... You'll find your your place. Um, Anybody out there? You will. You will. Um, I'll tell you right now, you know, I tried to kill myself tons of times. It never worked, and here I am. Much happier than I was before, and at least with one person in my life that is, well, I mean, obviously my family is very happy as well, but at least with one person outside of my family who is very happy I didn't kill myself, so, (laughs) you know, um, shit sucks, and then it doesn't, and then it doesn't, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all ups and downs, you know, but don't, yeah, sorry. I'm about to get real serious on that too, but yeah, don't don't kill yourself. It's all great. Yeah, I guess. If... And it's it's not. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it's all great, but it it is all just. Um, it's life. It is what it is. You have to take it the good with the bad. Like that's. And you will be better for it. Yes. You know, I am leaps and bounds better, even though I still don't think very highly of myself for anything but i'm still leaps and bounds better than i used to be and life has gotten better and it's all gotten better you know so wherever you are in your life and everything then just know like this isn't it you know like it's not it's not it's not the end it's not where where you should end you know my my dad always says It'll all be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, then it's not the end. So, if yeah. it's not okay, then it's not your end, because it is always okay in the end. So, don't don't kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I don't know. Um, yeah, if you have any. <laughs> I don't know why we're throwing down life lessons like we're like awesome people, but all the other, I mean, that's ones the other you thing can is ignore. like try to <laughs> <laughs> But just just you know, not the 
you know, don't ignore the don't kill yourself. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. But all like, the other if you're ones, having a hard time or something, ignore. like, try to try to learn from it. Like, don't just see it as a negative. See it as some way to bring it to positive. Like, you, whatever's happening to you within your life, you can learn from that. You can grow from that. Even if positive or negative, it doesn't really matter. Like, it is, if you use that to better yourself, then you will be a better person in the end. So... I mean, that's all the real, that's one of my philosophies aside from <laughs> trying to be happy um, and trying to be objective is trying to learn. And I don't know, that's, that's just me. I don't know what everybody else is thinking, but. Well, we have one <laughs> thing that we need to do before we go. And what's that? Bowie break. Oh. Like she came about, she has gone the entire episode she was. And then she just came up right next to you on the armchair. So, Bowie, how you doing? You're doing pretty good, yeah, huh? How about how about now? Yeah, you're doing good. Oh, look <laughs> at her. Uh, if you would like to see a nice video of Bowie, if you want to see this old crypt keeper, creep, crypt keeper, cat <laughs> she's 15 she has thin skin she's tiny she's skinny and she's crazy um go to my instagram paint fork farm and you can see a wonderful video of bowie attacking her favorite toy that we found while we were painting our living room sparkle balls <laughs> She's crazy, and she's awesome, and she's tiny. Much tinier than I think you think that she is. So um, next episode will be a little more upbeat, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Who knows what you're going to get with us? Well, we do have a lot. We had a lot more things to talk about we did. Uh, that were fun I things, went all, but that's fine. Uh, but I no, went all, like, we, crazy. Sorry. Don't, don't. It's fine. That's perfect. Like I said, it's this is what this whole thing is about to have a conversation so cool like i'm totally fine with it um but we just have more happy fodder for next episode um but before we go check us out at uh paintforkfarm.com please give us a subscribe and a five star review remember that five star five star is the minimum <laughs> or i don't know like i'm on. just saying like give us a review yeah, do a honestly, comment, like, do it doesn't matter what you do. Just like, yeah, go, we, to, go to iTunes. So many people recently have told us that they don't even know we're doing a podcast. So, uh, you know, tell your friends. I don't know. If you like it. If not, then that's fine, too. Yeah, give know. us feedback. We we love to hear from people. Um, it is a very specific, like, or I don't know, like a very unspecific, I guess, <laughs> um, area that we cover. Yeah, broad spectrum. Um. But yeah, please uh subscribe, rate, review, say hi to us. Doesn't really matter. Um, paintforfarm dot com. Uh, all of your podcast apps or whatever. I mean, if you you know that you found us, whatever. Uh, that's dumb to say, but um, check us out at Paintfork Farm on Instagram, the Amazing Strider Man on Instagram, and uh, is there any others? Nope. Cool. Well. I guess that's it for this week. Love you later. Bye.